Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Well, hey everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 20. Oh my gosh, guys, it's going by so fast. I can't believe we're at the 2-0 if this podcast were a pregnancy in weeks, then we would be halfway there. That is super exciting. So I want to start off by telling you that this interview is super cool. Carissa Smith is who I interviewed today. She is a home birth mother, a hospital mother. She's been a doula for almost 10 years, and she opened up her own doula training program. So she is just so much fun to talk to. It's amazing to hear her stories. I know you guys are going to love it. Before we jump into that interview, I want to give a quick thank you to our uh, reviewer of the week, and that is GR Chef. And this one's really sweet because this is actually my friend Grace. She said, I'm so proud of my dear friend, Caitlin. This podcast provides an uplifting and authentic experience with each episode. I have laughed and cried listening to these amazing stories all about life. Birth is such a surreal privilege, and it's a true honor to hear from such strong, kind, and dedicated mothers, fathers, midwives, doulas, and more. If you're looking for a strong community, especially supporting home birth, look no further. Thank you so much, Grace. If you will send me a an email at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I will be sending you a sticker. I want to go ahead and thank our sponsors for this week. We'll start with the new sponsor. The Mama Needs Box. Guys, this is so cool. The Mama Needs Box is a monthly curated self-care box just for mamas. Their mission is to help mamas remember to put themselves on their to-do list and remind them that they matter. Each box is filled with four to six items every month. Gifts, self-care tools, and products all packed and done for you. Every month is a new theme and the May Box is themed Mama Needs a Minute. And Mama does need a minute. It's the perfect Mother's Day gift. Just go to mamaneedsbox.com to check it out and order. Plus, just for listeners of the Happy Home Birth Podcast, they're offering a coupon code for free shipping on your first box. Use the code HAPPYMAMA, M-A-M-A, no spaces, at checkout. They also have a podcast called the Mama Needs Podcast, and each episode is an interview with an everyday mama about stories of motherhood, all the ups and downs, the lessons learned, and how these mamas practice self-care. The podcast is super relatable, and it's the perfect way to multitask. Do your everyday life and listen at the same time while being filled up and encouraged. So go to mamaneedspodcast.com to listen or subscribe directly on iTunes. And if you guys like it, make sure you give them a rating and review because that really helps podcasts so much. I want to thank our next sponsor, the lovely Steph Sibio of Glowing Mama to Be. Glowing Mama to Be is your weekly guide to a fit and healthy pregnancy. Training for labor and delivery is like training for a marathon. We have to train consistently and specific to the goal of a safe and healthy delivery. This program comes with weekly workouts, featured recipes, and so much more to support you from six weeks all the way to birth. And it's broken up into three trimesters so you can purchase them one at a time or purchase them all together. Knowing how to eat and exercise properly when you're pregnant can be one less thing to worry about when you join Glowing Mama to Be. And I just got to tell you guys that I joined Glowing Mama to Be and it is no joke. Steph has 
incredible recipes. She has amazing workouts. She knows her stuff so well. She is she is just phenomenal. So check out our interview together, episode 13, and then go check out Glowing Mama to Be. Also, happy home birth listeners get a discount of 15% off of any course with the code HAPPYHOMEBIRTH15. And if you are interested in the course, you can sign up at myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash glowing mama course. Don't forget to take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and upload it to your Instagram stories tagging Happy Home Birth Podcast so that I can mention you in my stories. And as always, remember that the opinions of my guests are not necessarily my opinions and that we are both not medical providers. This does not substitute you seeing your doctor or like I say, if you're like me, seeing your chiropractor. With all of that being said, let's jump on into this awesome interview with Carissa. Carissa, thank you so much for joining us on Happy Home Birth. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited too. I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and your family to the listeners. Okay. Uh, I'm Carissa Smith. Um, I have six kids um, and we have uh, five girls and one boy. The youngest is my boy. That's a big family. Yeah, it is. Um, it's amazing, actually. <laughs> I always wanted um, a huge family. So um, I have four siblings uh, myself, and my husband is actually an only child. So a huge family is something that he wanted also. So it works out. <laughs> oh, that's really neat. That's cool that you guys came from two very different experiences, but came to the same conclusion that you would like a big family. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Now, Carissa, the way that I became aware of you is that you are an admin in a Facebook group that I'm in, Home Birth and Water Birth. So I would love for you to just tell the listeners about that group and kind of why it was created or what its purpose is. Okay, yeah. Um, I actually um, have been an admin in that group for, uh, I think, just over 10 years now, uh, nine years maybe. Um, and it was created for a place for women to come for support for their home births and their water births. Um, and it's actually a really great group. We have a lot of women, um, and it's very supportive. It's incredible. Um, so I think, um, when I became an admin, there were like 1200 members and now we're up close to 12,000 actually Mm -hmm. now. So it's grown quite a bit, and it's an amazing place. It's an amazing resource for women. I agree. I absolutely love that group. I love listening to the advice that women give one another and also just the support that that women receive from other people in very similar walks of life. So I really appreciate that that there is a group like that out there. Now, Krista, I would love to hear about your journey to home birth. What what got you interested? Did you know that you always wanted a home birth or how did your journey go with all of your children? Uh, yeah, so I actually did uh, with my first, I wanted a home birth, um, but it was our first baby. My husband was very nervous. And so yeah, he pushed for, um, you know, a, a hospital birth. Um, so I went on board with that, even though I was kind of sad. I really wanted a midwife and a home birth. Um, It's not something that I ever um, knew I wanted until I found out I was pregnant. And then I was like, you know what? I want to do this the most natural 
way that I can that I be- I believed at the time was like the best for my babies. Um, but we went with the doctor um, and I actually ended up being in labor for uh, just over 12 hours. Um, and I had a bad reaction to a medication that they gave me. Um, and it, it, um, they can, they broke my water really early. I think I was only like four centimeters when they broke my water and I got to, um, I want to say I got to like nine centimeters, not full, not a full nine centimeters, but close. And I was begging for something to take the edge off of the pain. And they gave me, I believe it was fentanyl. So, um, I got the medication through my IV and, um, I, went from that nine centimeters back down to seven centimeters and baby went back up out of the birth canal. And, um, I was unconscious for a couple of moments. I remember they had to wake me up and baby's heart rate went from 144 beats per minute down to 77 and she was in distress. So they tried to get me up on all fours and there were several doctors, lots of nurses. It was crazy rushing me to the OR. So I was out of it for the entire process. Um, and then when I woke, uh, it was pretty traumatic. She was like four hours old and everybody else had gotten to hold her. And it was traumatizing because she was crying. You know, they handed her to me when I was finally awake <clears throat> and she quit crying. And I just it broke my heart that that's the birth I had given her. That's the way she entered this world. And it was it, it, it tore me up for a long time afterwards. Um, because I knew that most of that could have been avoided. Um, Mm. but I didn't have a very supportive doctor and he was incredibly pushy. Um, the nurses weren't that great. We have the hospital in my area is a lot better now than it used to Mm. be, but they've had to, to make a conscious effort to be better. (laughs) Right. So, um, but my oldest, she's now 13. Um, and when I became pregnant with my second daughter, who's 11, uh, I was very adamant. <laughs> We're doing a home birth. I'm having a midwife. I'm not going through that again, you know. Um, and it was the most incredible experience, even though it was really hard. Um, I got to nine centimeters again and then didn't dilate um, for uh, a couple or I think it was about an hour and a half or so because my body is, was technically my first birth, you know, vaginally. Um, but it was beautiful. Um, just the difference between the postpartum period, um, alone was just, uh, you know, with, with my first, I don't remember a lot. Like it's very fuzzy her first several weeks of life because of the medication I was on, um, the healing and, you know, it, it was really hard, but the second, my second birth healed a lot of that trauma that I had felt, um, which was incredible. And then I did have, um, a home birth with my third daughter and she's nine now. Um, and we, her labor was incredible. <laughs> she was my shortest actually was putting my, my two older daughters to bed one night and my midwife called me <laughs> and she was like, hey, so it's a full moon, and I just wanted to check and see how you're doing, you know. Uh-huh. Um, babies come around the full moon. And I was like, actually, I'm just getting in the shower, and I was going to call you. I think I'm in labor. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. Um, she showed up, and 
uh, checked me and she was like, oh, your, your um, bag's bulging, water's coming, you know, you're, you're going to, your water's about to break and you're about eight centimeters. Um, oh, wow. And so I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I didn't even feel like I had been in labor really um, for, for more than an hour. Um, pushing with her was a little bit harder, but again, it was really short and a beautiful labor. Um, so there's, oh goodness. Uh, I want to say six and a half years between that birth and my fourth birth. Okay. Um, and she was unexpected, (laughs) unplanned Mm -hmm. at that time. Um, but I actually did have her in the hospital, um, being a doula, uh, and I working with a lot of midwives, it was, uh, financially a better option. Um, the midwife that's in my area is no longer practicing. So, um, you know, I felt confident in my ability to birth in a hospital with the birth that I wanted. Um, it wasn't a home birth, which I would have loved to have that atmosphere. Um, but it was, it it was the best option for me, I think at that Mm. time. I love that, um, that you were able to, to really weigh, to weigh your options. And after considering everything, realize that, okay, in this situation, this, this is what's going to be best for me and my family. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is such a huge, um, it's something that I advocate for a lot. Cause I know, I know personally, a lot of women who don't get to have, um, the birth they want you know, and, and so going in, knowing that you may be sacrificing something that you want, but it's, you know, if you can weigh the pros and cons of that and realize that this might be the best option for your baby. Um, right. You know, I wanted to make sure that everything was okay. Cause I didn't, I wasn't in, uh, the best place, um, actually at the time mentally, um, emotionally, mm-hmm. there was a lot going on. So, um, but her birth was actually really good. She um, was born two days after Thanksgiving. Um, and we we had, uh, my sister had come over and we were making um, Christmas ornaments for the kids to put up with, you know, with Christmas in the next week. And um, it was great. I had been in labor for off and on for several weeks before she was born. I'd actually been in the hospital a couple of times thinking it was for sure. But uh, they did never admit me. And so when I was in labor on that day, um, everybody was like, let's get you to the hospital because this baby is coming. And I was like, nope, nope, mm-hmm. she's not. <laughs> you know? I'm glad you bring that up. That's that's a really important uh, something to note is that, you know, it's it is hard to tell sometimes when, when it's the real deal. And that's not just a first time mom thing because every labor is so different. Yep. It is. And it's incredible because, um, I had with all of my kids, um, every single one of them came at 39 weeks, six days, Oh wow! (laughs) except for her. And I had already gone to 40 weeks and two days with her. And so I was just convinced that there, no, this baby was just not coming, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just going to be, be pregnant the forever in history to be pregnant forever. I was convinced <laughs> of that. <laughs> Mom brain is a wonderful thing. <laughs> oh yeah. My midwife always gave the guarantee, you know, the baby will come out eventually. It will not graduate from college in your womb. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It feels like that though. I, oh, and yeah. so, 
you know, I'm like, uh, in my kitchen trying to help my kids make ornaments. I'm squatting through these contractions. I'm having to stop and pause. I can't breathe. I can't talk. And I'm like, I know I'm a doula. I've got several years experience with this. I know that this is labor, right? I, I've probably been in active labor for a couple hours, but I'm like, nope, nope, she's not coming. It's fine, you know? <laughs> and so finally my sister uh, picked me up. Uh, I had been squatting on the counter. So she grabbed me under my arm and she's like, hey, we're going to the hospital. We're going right now. Dad's going to help you get in the car <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> and so she did. She took me and I went to the hospital. They didn't even get to fully admit me um, before she was crowning and oh, the doctor walked in. <laughs> uh, well, the nurse had checked me and it was great. She checked me and she was like, oh, you're at seven centimeters. You're doing great. You know? And I was like, Hey, that's great because I really need to push. I need to push. <laughs> And she was like, no, you're only at seven centimeters. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I am pushing right now. I didn't <laughs> so ask I, your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm pretty sure I know my body and this baby is coming now. <laughs> I've committed to that. Like this, I get it. She's coming. <laughs> and uh, when he walked in, he was putting on his gloves and he was like, oh, and there's the head. Okay. So we've got this. And he sat down and I pushed and we both caught her. Oh, <laughs> So it was incredible. It really was a great experience. That's my favorite birth story to tell. <laughs> I love that. So your so your doctor, this was not the same doctor that you had with your first birth. No, it was not. No. Um, that doctor, uh, he's yeah, he's still around, but not very popular. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this one was so. was more supportive. Yeah, he was. Um, he I've actually worked with him um, with my clients uh, as a doula. So we have a pretty good relationship and he's oh, great. great. Um, so when I told him, you know, I don't, this is what I want. I want to be completely left alone. You're welcome to come in when baby's coming, but that's <laughs> as far as we need, you know, he was like, okay. <laughs> I suppose it. you can be there when the baby comes out, but other than that, I mean, if you really have to be, <laughs> but yeah, so her birth was pretty great too. Hey there guys, let me take a quick second to interrupt and uh, mention our last sponsor, Hatchet Home Midwife Carrie LaChapelle, who is a licensed midwife offering home birth services in the upstate of South Carolina. She provides evidence-based prenatal care, mama-baby family-centered home birth care, including water birth, and mama-baby postpartum care from birth to six weeks and beyond. She also offers extras like beautiful, and I realized I was saying this wrong when I when I interviewed another uh, guest recently. It's not bangkunk like I've been or kung like I've been saying. It's bangku belly binding. I think I said that right this time. And she carries a wide variety of wish garden tinctures in her office. She offers free consultations to see if she's a good fit for your birth. So please visit her at the website hatchedathome.com. Or you can check her out on Facebook at Hatched Midwife Carrie LaChapelle, L-A-C-H-A-P-E-L-L-E. Or just get in touch with her by giving her a call at 864-907-6363. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode, Carrie. And let's head on back to the interview. And then my baby, Charles, he actually was um, my biggest baby. And his labor was pretty hard um, considering I was in labor for um, eight hours. They were going to induce me because I did have high blood pressure. So they were worried that, um, about preeclampsia and, um, but I woke up, I was supposed to be at the hospital at 6am and I woke up at 2am 
in labor, oh. um, which was awesome. You know, the day before my due date. Right. 39 <laughs> and six. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty incredible. His birth was great, too. And uh, it just. His was hard because he was such a big baby. Mm-hmm. Um, How big was he? He was for he was almost nine pounds, which okay. um, I know that's not super huge, but I'm really short. I'm really little. <laughs> And my previous babies, my biggest one was seven pounds. Oh, yeah. So, that's <laughs> yeah, so it was big a difference. big jump. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so it was it was pretty intense. But um, my husband was there. We got to the hospital uh, right around six because that's when I was supposed to be there. And it was great because the nurses were like, oh, well, we're going to go ahead and put this down as spontaneous labor instead of an induction. And yay. Um, I was like, yay, that's great because I don't want to do, right. <laughs> you know, um, being induced terrified me. I didn't want to have to do it. So I'm really glad that my body knew like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we can take care of this right, <laughs> ourselves. Right. I hear the eviction notice coming. I'll just go ahead and do this right now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was great. And I had the same doctor with him that I had before with Evelyn. Um, and it was great. Um, he, we had, um, I didn't have a doula with this one. I did with, with, um, three of my others. Um, and it was great, but you know, my husband was a huge support. Um, he actually, was pretty nervous, but he did awesome as well. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, well, Krista, I love your journey. I think it's so neat that, uh, you know, you started in the hospital, then you did the home births when that was the best option for you. And you went back to the hospital, but still had your birth your way, which is so neat. Yeah. I think it's, um, it does a lot for, um, moms for their confidence when, you know, the, the, the circumstances may not be ideal because they weren't for me. I never wanted to have a hospital birth again, <laughs> um, but it worked, you know, and I was confident in my choices and that's, I'm a huge advocate for that. So it makes a big difference. Yes. And, and one thing that I want to touch on is the education aspect, because you're obviously very educated in birth, especially being a doula. So how do you feel that that played into your ability to have the hospital births in a way that was uh, acceptable for you? Um, I think that was, uh, what made it for me actually. Um, because when, when I was having my fourth baby, and like I had mentioned before, I was in the hospital um, three times in like a, a three-week period, thinking that we were in labor, you know. Um, and I actually did have a nurse come in, and she was like, are you a VBAC? And I said, yes. <laughs> and she said, I don't think you should be. Do you know how dangerous it is to have a vaginal birth after you've had a cesarean? And I said, actually, I do. I do know the risks, <laughs> you know, and I said, this is also my fourth baby. So not only is the risk very low without other factors, but also the more vaginal births you have in between those, you know, the the lower the risk. So, oh. you know, because she she was not happy with me trying to <laughs> have a vaginal birth, but um you know, so had I had I been who I was with my first birth, 
I would have been scared into whatever they told me to do because mm-hmm. that's pretty much what happened. I didn't know at the time, you know, as much mm-hmm. as I know now. So, yeah, I think that being educated and knowing what what um, the statistics with stuff and having the confidence to go in there and say, that's great. You can spout that all you want, but I know the actual stats on this, you know, and right. if you want to prove me wrong, go ahead and maybe I'll listen, but <laughs> right. Well, and you know. that's a great teachable moment for them to, to be able to educate this nurse on, well, actually, you know, that's, that's not what the, the statistics say. And that's not what research is showing at this point. Yeah. And I do believe that <clears throat> um, medical schools and stuff, they're taught certain things and those things are outdated by decades sometimes. Right. Um, but they just don't have the initiative, I guess, to remain educated. And some doctors do. We have some really great doctors. And I I support um, hospital birth for, you know, the women it's right for. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think that as far as, like, mainstream and, you know, the mainstream medical community doesn't really have any reason to continue educating themselves. They've been doing this long enough they know what works for them they know what what they want for their patients you know things like that so I think um staying educated is such a crucial part in so many aspects of our lives um but definitely with things like you know because um the ACOG has come out with new guidelines and stuff recently that that I've mentioned to doctors and they're like I had no idea Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and so yeah um I really do believe that the research and education can make or break your plans. Oh, that's a great point. Absolutely. So, so the mom taking education into her own hands, you know, reading books, taking a, a private childbirth education class, perhaps, and then also uh, using a doula, which you said that you are. So I'd love to hear about your doula experience. Um, okay. Yeah. So I have been a doula for uh, nine years, almost 10 And I got into it because when I had my first home birth, I was just so in love with the experience and how different it was. I told my midwife, I said, I want to do what you do. (laughs) How do I get there? You know, and she was like, you need to start as a doula. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, so I researched it and I got trained um, and I have I actually do end up working a lot with um, home birth clients, which is great. I've been the doula for several unassisted births as well. Um, And then, you know, I've got several hospital births as well under my belt. So um, the experience, it's it's great. I love birth. I love babies. I love watching a mom um, find her voice, you know, and a lot of doulas don't um, advocate for that. A lot of times we're taught, you know, don't speak for the mom, don't this, don't that, but it's such an intimate process that when you know, like you work with these women, you know, what their expectations are, what their hopes are, then, uh, it's, you can help them, you know, remind them like, this is what you wanted. You know, if that's changed, that's fine. But you have to know that you're changing it because you want to, not because you're scared into it or whatever. Well, that's a good so point. It just it helps uh, with so many other aspects, you know, as far as motherhood goes and their confidence as a mom, you know. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I you never forget your labor, you never forget your birth, and and feeling like you are in charge and in control. I, I think that's a great 
that's a great point. And I certainly agree that a doula is so helpful in that. And in relation to your doula work, you recently opened uh, Birth Workers International Doula School. So I would love to hear about that. Um, okay, yeah. So I, I have, I've trained um, doulas in person. You know, um, had women shadow me um, in my work, and so I've just recently decided that I wanted to put this stuff online um, and create a community around it. Um, so it's uh, officially launching in March, which is great. Um, and you know, and I plan on, I, I do have courses for a birth doula, um, also fertility doulas and postpartum courses as well. Um, and then eventually I'm actually working with my dad right now, who is, um, an NLP practitioner, um, and working on a course for women with trauma from, you know, birth trauma or sexual trauma, things like that. Um, giving birth when you've been traumatized in that way can be really, really hard. So I do have um, a lot of experience working with women who've been in abusive relationships or have, you know, been sexually abused in the past or just had really bad births in the past as well. So um, that's something that I'm super excited about as well, that we're going to do a trauma aspect of things, you know, because the you can be in charge <laughs> and you can know your stuff, but you still it's still your body that is taking control of that birth. And, you know, especially with transition, a lot of women feel like they have lost all control, no mm. matter how prepared they are. So that can be really scary. Um, but uh, it's going to be great. Oh, <laughs> that that's amazing. Exciting. Yes, that so. sounds that sounds so useful, especially in an era where unfortunately there is there's a decent amount of birth trauma. And I do feel that that is overlooked a lot, you know, it and is. swept under the rug, especially in the mainstream kind of culture. So thank you for shedding light on that. Oh, yeah, I think it's great because, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, a lot of times people are just dismissive. Well, at least your baby's healthy, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if mom's not healthy, then how's that going to affect baby, you right. know? And mom's health is just as important and her mental health is just as important, especially with rates of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and postpartum mood disorders. Those things are real and there's just not a lot of talk about it. Um, it is more talked about, I feel now, than it was when I was having my first, mm -hmm. you know, but I suffered from postpartum depression with her um, and it was really hard, you know, because um, wow. it's just not something that people are open about. Right. Um, you know, so yeah, I think it'll be great. Um, eventually you plan on adding a pregnancy and infant loss uh, program as well. So you're just getting started. Yeah. And You've it's exciting. <laughs> I, I can imagine. I'm so excited to hear about it. So if there's someone listening to this podcast that would be interested in looking more into uh, your schooling and your training programs, where can they go to find that information? Uh, so you can go online to bwidoulaschool.com. Okay. Um, there's information there and my contact information is there as well. And then on Facebook, it's Birth Workers International Doula School. Perfect. Okay. And we will put that in the show notes for sure. So people can find it easily. Awesome. 
Great. Well, Carissa, thank you so much for coming on the show and for being so open about your entire journey. It has been such a joy to to hear your story. Thank you. I I appreciate the opportunity. This is great. <laughs> oh, wonderful. All right. Thanks. Wasn't that an amazing episode? Oh my gosh. I can't believe that we are 20 episodes in and every single one is just incredible in its own way. So let's skip over to the episode roundup. Number one, education changes everything. Carissa discusses the difference between her first hospital birth versus later ones, and the massive difference was her ability to stand up for what she knew was right for herself and her baby. And all of that was backed by the education that she had gleaned over time. The second thing that I thought was really important was noting that not every single birth requires the same birthing setting. So with Carissa, she knew with several of her births that a home birth was just not the right choice for her at that time. What's most important is going with what feels to be the best, healthiest choice for you and your family, even if it's a different choice than you made with previous births, and to feel comfortable and confident in those decisions. And the last thing is that sharing is caring. Carissa is dedicating her time and energy to not only serving as a doula, but also training other doulas. And that just is so empowering. And it makes me think, you know, whatever your skill is, whatever gift you have been given, make sure that you're sharing it with the world. That is so important. And that's what makes life so worth living. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Carissa for coming on. I hope that you guys love this episode as much as I did. And I can't wait to see you back here next week.